on this computer and we're recording hi welcome to already canceled with finn i'm finn the i i tr- i always want to say hostess with the mostest but i know who i am and i know that does not fit me i i don't have the mostest i have the loudest okay the mostest extra <laughs> the mostest extra yeah the extrosis no that sounds terrible yeah, that sounds strange. <laughs> okay, that sounds atrocious. Um, so yeah, I'm fit. I'm I should be canceled for that, but but actually, I am canceled this week because when I was high and realized I wanted to roll another blunt. So anyone who's known me for the last however many years, until about like halfway through Trump's presidency, I was only smoking bowls. Because I said, I don't need that much. I don't need to smoke that much. I'm fine. Just give me a bowl. I'm good to go. When I hear people call it a pipe, I'm like, no, it's not because I don't do crack. So, um, so you know, but then Trump came along and I needed to smoke a full fucking blunt to get me through that entire bullshit. I only listened to TYT when it came to his name because I did not want to have to deal with anyone else other than Jink and Anna because Anna is political bay number one. Okay? Hassan Piker is too. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, I so the reason I said all that because I you know, really been getting into rolling blunts and I went to the, I forgot to buy myself. I normally buy like three zigzags at a time. Mm-hmm. Just funny. because, you because you never know. You're going to use them. It's like the rule of twos. I, re- that you, I recently learned from you, I've been using um, for specific things, like for stuff you're going to need and deodorant and shit. Like buy right. two and then when you're out, you have another backup. But so- right totally need to be a rule of three and I think blunt wraps like zigzag are definitely one of those things because you're gonna because what you're gonna do is you're gonna roll one you're gonna forget and then you're gonna roll two more and then you're gonna remember you have the third <laughs> exactly exactly so I I walked I came off the train I said you know what I got a couple of blunts at home whatever came off the train Walked up to the house instead of going to the bodega. Walked up four flights of steps to get into my goddamn apartment. <laughs> realized that I had no zigzags, no blunt bowls, and then had to walk all the way back downstairs. And I just bought half of the bodega. I said, if I'm going in there for zigzags, I'm spending all of my money. I'm getting milk. I'm getting orange juice. I'm getting pineapple mango juice. I'm getting me some little Debbies. I'm it's getting me some wrap stats. Okay. I also got me a gallon of water. Yeah. Bitch got to stay hydrated. And I also got me some Fabuloso. Because the thing is, you have to make it worth making the extra trip back down. And that's going to be a lot. Exactly. <laughs> so you're going to treat yourself. <laughs> because if you had just gone straight to the bodega like you would have just gotten like your zigzags and maybe like two bags of skittles and and the guy at the and the guy at the bodega because he knows me so well and he's so nice to me he always gives me 
two zigzag for free, so I really only pay for one. Oh, you've been good. So, I'm good. I, I don't know what that means. Anyway, hi, welcome to the show. My guest today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Hi, yeah. My guest today is my babe. Okay. <laughs> they know me and I know them. You know, uh, they are one of my biggest cheerleaders, and mm-hmm. I am one of theirs. Um, they, they make me so happy. I love them. Like, and we're so cute together, but we're together. Oh my God. We are so gay together. We are dancing again, but yes. Hello. Hi. Your name is. My name is Alexi. Oh my God. (laughs) There are those of you who uh, know me by my common name, Carbo. Um, I just chose this name and I'm really excited to use it. Um, also, I don't even know how I'm supposed to follow that. Um, see, I can't even like, I can't even be like, give you a, like a, a hard time about having, uh, you're canceled because you have the longest intros because of that beautiful, amazing intro <laughs> you gave to me. Totally worth it. You're amazing. Um, <laughs> you're so sweet. You're the best person ever. Um, you are lying through your teeth. I am a terrible fucking person. Tell tell no one that I am nice. I have a reputation to uphold. I mean, you can be a, like, you can be a handful. I'm not going to lie. But that's why I love you. Because like, yeah, you get mad and upset and I get to be mad and upset back. <laughs> we get to get into each other's faces. I do like it when people are mad at me. It makes me feel feisty. Yep. Like it, it turns me on when you're mad. Well. It turns me on knowing that you're mad because I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm I'm ready for that. Oh, and you're shorter than me, Napoleon complex. Let's do this. Like a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about you, um, who you are, who you be, uh, how you feel about your pronouns. Um, no real jobs. That's all I said. Unless you want to talk about your, your, I mean, well, we are going to be talking about part of what, whatever. Hi, tell us about you. We'll, we'll discuss what we're doing. Um, so first, I do want to start with uh, the night I met Finn. It was, it was literally life-changing. Um, I had just gotten out of um, a long-term, like very serious relationship that had lasted about three years, but we'd been friends for 10. Like we were like, madly in love with each other um and it ended up not working yeah. uh she ended up breaking breaking up and it was for the best some mental health issue for both of us um but uh wish her the best but i was oh so sad and you know i was just having another night of um cooking like chicken parmesan by myself and drinking a working through a six-pack <laughs> child i've had those nights by myself in this house I cannot afford um where I just got a I just got a new job because I'd lost my other one um working at Jerry's Adorama I'm gonna put that old job in there because it not work there anymore sorry uh, Jerry's I mean we love you Jerry's Jerry's has given me a lot of greatness Jerry's is magic I think we can talk about that because none of us work there anymore that's fine <laughs> fine it's totally fine it's fine <laughs> any who's else um, and a mutual friend, I think, 
I don't know, like a person who was around then, he was more of an acquaintance um, that I did work with messaged me and was like, hey, come out to karaoke. And I'm like, where? And they're like, here at Champions. And literally, I remember thinking to myself, like, looking down at my sad, pathetic, tear-stained pasta and thinking, I can either sit here and be miserable, I can go out and have a good fucking time. And I did. And oh, I met the best person to have fun with, which is Finn. I came there, everyone was drinking, people were outside and talking. There was just like spectacular, classic, like classic being like 2000s music. Um, <laughs> oh my God. And I just, I don't even remember when the moment happened that we met, but by the end of it, you were my best friend. Like it was a magical moment, but, and I knew we gave each other our numbers. I was like, yeah. this is someone that I need to have in my life, especially right now. This person is amazing. And the best part of the night, something I'd never experienced before in my like wildest dreams. I was part of an entire actual, like unplanned conga line. Alon <laughs> was singing and the entire bar that's what Alon does to people. That and, do you remember? Do you remember one night we went? We went out. We were at. Wait, did you go to the party? I'm gonna say this sentence. I'm gonna say this sentence, and it is gonna sound terrible. But we are gonna roll with the punches. Right. Do you do you remember that? Do you remember the party at the plantation that Alon went? That Alon took us to. Did you come? I don't think I did. Mm -mm. It was either you or Shelby and me and Alon. I think it was B. Wait, where? In like Wake Forest? No, that was okay. not me. Okay. Yeah, that was B. Okay, so we were at this party and Alon, no one was dancing. No one was dancing where the music was at. All Alon had to do was start dancing and then poke me onto the dance floor and then people start dancing because Alon will make you want to dance. Alon is like the homie. Mm -hmm. I mean, yes. you're also an amazing dance partner. So I'm going to say that too because we used to salsa. Like, yeah. oh. We were, but we were so that couple. That's yeah. our problem. We are like a couple when we are out together. Well, that's why I'm the first wife. <laughs> the first wife. The first wife. First wife. Okay. <laughs> Please remember this because there are different levels here. <laughs> mm. I, I, <laughs> we're not talking about that. Oh, okay. but I mean, I also know that there's other wives and I love them because that's how this whole thing works. So. Right. There's, there's, <laughs> we're poly over here. We're poly over here. Okay, bitches? Mm -hmm. Like, um, and don't worry about it. Everyone makes yes. out. <laughs> like, what well, I remember when I met you. Oh my god! It was so wild because, like, you and I were so different, and we were both like at weird places in our lives, very weird and fucky places in our lives. Mm -hmm. And I remember, like, one thing always talking to you about was like your art. Because your art is like fucking magic to me. <laughs> because like you were so, you know what made me want to be into you doing art? It wasn't that I liked art. I can look, I can like music and just and not like everybody's music. I just don't give a fuck sometimes, right? It's like with art, it's like 
yo, this artist right here, their story, their passion, yo, no. I might pay that money for that shit. I'm blushing so hard. If this was more uh, a visual, um, <laughs> a visual you, were just, you were just like, you were that person who, when I look at you, like, you know what your passion is. You know what I mean? You know what your passion is. And I love that in other people. I love seeing people who know what it might not fully fulfill them, but what contribute to them being fulfilled. And knowing what contributes to it is way more important that, than like having it all in one. Yeah. Art is what fills my soul. Um, if I didn't do art, I don't, I would not be alive. I know that for a fact. If I didn't get into art when I did, I would not be, I would not be here. Right. Um, that is just a truth. <laughs> like, yeah. it, it's everything to me. And I remember when we first met, I was um, still in my jelly phase, which was really fun. I was working in pastels a lot. I just finished. Art. Yeah, you were. <laughs> um, I don't, I mean, like, talented i mean I, I i wouldn't say i'm like the best artist on the entire planet um but like i'm pretty fucking talented i mean uh, bitches better be washing out on a block that's all i'm saying <laughs> um oh god but yeah i did have a shit ton of passion um and i loved what i did it was all about and it's still a lot of what i what i love about art and what drives me and what inspired me was like the way just color and light work um, so I'm really, really into um, the the physical aspects of art, um, how it refracts and uh, reflects art, like the pigments itself, um, was definitely inspired by the world around me when I was, honestly, I was stoned, but I was also like, I just attempted suicide. Mm. So the fact that it allowed me to see beauty in the world around me, yeah. it made me want to, like, it literally made me want to live. And all I could, like, look, I could just not stop looking at the clouds um, and just, like, trees and stuff. And I would just become obsessed. And then I would try to figure out, like, how would I make that? Because I just want to see that, just that moment all the time. And I started, I started drawing. And I've always loved art. My mother can tell you. We used to go to art museums like all the time when I was little and I I mean I still love art museums um I take notes I'm that bad. I feel weird in art museums yes there's um issues they have they have yeah like, I, I I I feel like that's why I do prefer going to like the galleries mm, galleries are so much better because it's actual current art it's current art you're not told that you have to like it yeah because somebody else who has money likes it, you have to appreciate this art. Right. That's what museums are, collections of artists' work. But they're not really doing what they're supposed to anymore, and it's a problem. Yeah. Um, I do have some things I would say about the North Carolina Museum of Art, but you know what? We're, we're not here We're not here to talk trash about a state that can't even get their gender laws together. <laughs> we're not here to talk trash about a state that I once used to understand and respect being where we all went to go to see where Dawson Creek was filmed or One Tree Hill. I'd gone to the Riverside Port. That does not surprise me in the slightest. It's a, is it a Newborn or a Greenville? It is Wilmington. Wilmington, duh. Wilmington is where 
all the TV shows go to prosper from the lovely defunct WB. <laughs> True. <laughs> uh, but anyway, oh my God, I got totally, oh, I got to get back on track. I'm so sorry. Um, no, I'm high. Get where I'm at, not where you are. I mean, you're catching up with, no, I'm catching up with you because I had a car ride, but I'm getting there. But, but, um, so art your art now what is it looking like oh my god sorry I did like a whole I wanted to talk about the origins but like I love the color is always the thing that sticks with me because I really like experimenting with um complementary colors in really close uh proximity to each other to create uh a really dynamic effect which that sounds like a bunch of hoopla but it's real um but I also have started getting really into sorry I looked back at my stuff it's behind me actually but you oh I mean, the eye uh, my husband I've gotten really into surrealism um an important lesson I learned early on was that um making art for other people is bullshit <laughs> yo yo for real though fuck your inspiration this is my inspiration it's bullshit I can't do it if you want to buy some of my art that I did make to sell you can find it at Lucky Tree and you can buy it and, <laughs> and, but I, and if you are and if you are someone who like you know, doing for other people's inspiration. Oh, that's cool. awesome. But guess what? When don't expect every artist to do that. Artists have to create for what makes them and what drives them to create their art. Yeah. And I'm one of those artists where like, I need to be able to take my time with my art. I have a steady income because I want to be able to make my art. Like I have the job I have because it's all about having time to make my art in a full mm-hmm my art um because I'm going to take my time with it I am going to like I journal about my artwork um I do like dream work with my artwork but I focused a lot on surrealism and what I like to combine are um human elements uh as well as like floral and fauna um so yeah it's kind of hard to describe but uh the core root of everything that I do um focuses very much on fundamental truths about humanity and existing as a person uh, that are difficult to grapple with. So what I like to do is, um, it's actually part of Salvador Dali's paranoia paranoia critical method. Um, But instead of focusing on fear like he did in his work, I focus on um, weird feelings that I don't understand. Um, truths that I can feel deep within my body and my core, um, that I don't completely understand. And I pick apart. So I'll start with, in my mind, like, and I'll, I'll sketch it out like one specific element. Sometimes a lot of times it's an eye because I do a lot with eyes. Um, and then I go through and cycle through different imagery, um, and whatever triggers that same sensation or strengthens it is what I go with. And then I, I create a piece, um, just an ensemble of, of all these things that collect together to create this, um, this truth. And it's this awesome little egg and I don't know what it is yet until I start painting. And as I go through my process, I actually learn what this is, what I'm making uh, and what it means to me and what it could potentially mean to other people. I'm trying to create a symbol for these incredibly difficult truths. Uh, my, my, two, the, my two part of a three-part series is like my family. Um, my children and my husband are finished. I'm going to work on my husband a little bit, but that's, you don't need to know about that. 
Um, my question <laughs> specifically is about how understanding and coming to terms with your own mortality uh, is part of what gives us sentience. And then that realization is what unlocks our ultimate potential and enlightenment. Um, and it's a beautiful and tragic thing. Um, my children are about um, understanding that sentience, um, the effect that it can have on the world and others, um, but also like cohabitating as a species, like, like emotionally. Hi, so this is a whole thing and what that means to, um, sorry, I got embarrassed. <laughs> no, I love okay. it. I'm here for it. You know, because like one thing, like I said, I love your art. I have three of your pieces in my living room. Like when bitches come in my house and like see my, you know, they see my own little makeshift, you know, half art area I have, because I'll be painting sometimes. I'll be painting sometimes. I mean, I ain't nobody, I ain't nobody's best week. But, uh, and I don't want to be. I ain't nobody's Pablo Picasso. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to be, you know. I ain't nobody's Van Gogh, because I'm already hard of hearing. I ain't cutting off. <laughs> I already need hearing, baby. I can't do that. Mm -hmm. But people come in, and then they see that, but then, like, right past it, they see the main centerpiece, which is, your artwork in my living room like that's my centerpiece of my living room and i'm like first of all the struggle we i went to to be like okay number one i want to give carbo my money number two because like it was easy to say i want to give you my money but i was like but like how are they gonna feel about knowing that it's gonna have to be packaged and that, that it's going to have to take a minute before I even receive it, because this is like a whole few states away, 400 and some miles. It took a minute. It was an adventure. It was an adventure. And I was like, but I need to give Carbo my money because Carbo's art is that shit. Like, I love it. I love you. I love you. Ah, um, okay. Okay. Just tell me your fucking, tell us your fucking Instagram for your art. Like, where oh. Carbo creations, there's an underscore, carbo underscore creations. Um, I have been in a hiatus during COVID. There is not a lot there right now. And this is one thing I did want to talk about today is I am coming out of it soon. Um, by uh, fall or winter of this year, you will see more work um, and you're going to see some improvements on some old pieces. I want to uh, finish some series. Uh, do some other stuff. Um, and eventually, I'm hoping by spring, I'm going to start doing shows again. I'm going to okay. do differently this time. Okay, spring, um, summer. Miss, Miss Sheree, spring, summer. I see you. Yes. So I'm I'm excited. So it, I know I get that. Like, good. COVID put a stop on a lot of my shit. Mm -hmm. And I had to find, but I knew I needed an outlet for my art, but I just needed to find another outlet. Mm-hmm. So what I ended up doing was instead of I could I stopped painting and then I started writing again. And then I started writing and then I'm like, oh, but this isn't really feeling it. So let me do something else. So it really, but I feel like as I'm going through things, like I'm going back into my old art. But the whole way through is like, you know. Thank goodness, like you, you, you needed to take that break for yourself. 
you know, mm-hmm. and it gave you time to really come out. And as you're coming out of it, you're going to go back, you know, go back into the world of art mm-hmm. and just jump in, find your little paintbrush, the tiny one, the baby one. Okay. You're going to find the baby one and you're going to be like, I'm just going to start with a speck and that speck is going to bloom and blossom into some big ass shit. You heard. I'm a no, poet like, I'm a poet I'm- today. I am going to get my big brush and I'm going to slap a canvas. Like, <laughs> that's how I do, especially when I get started. I'm like, we're going to throw in some big block shapes here. What is this? What are we making? I do like doing those every now and again. I do as an exercise. Um, I will uh, just like start working on a canvas without any idea of what I'm going to do with it and see what it becomes. And then I just build off of that. That's how I made my first eye, um, my big, my big one, my big purple one. That's mine. Um, penetration. Um, that one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one is um, was just an accident. Like I was just, I was just playing with texture with this big free uh, warped yeah. uh, wood panel that I got from work, and I was like it's kind of an eyeball and then it just went from there and if you've seen it you know how incredible it is yeah um, it i, I, I do fucking love your work i do fucking love your work all right so okay so today's flash <sighs> topic today's flash topic i did want to talk to you about because we both do love sci-fi and we both are giant nerds and that's oh. one of the, that's one of that's one of the reasons why we do bond because mm-hmm. we are giant fucking nerds. Oh, yeah. The only difference between me and you is that you're willing to go to animazement knowing that bitches at animazement do not wear deodorant. Uh, actually. Nope. I used to. I don't know if I would go again. I would. There's some cons I would go to, but I don't think I'd go to animazement again. I've you can't get me. You can't get You cannot get me to go to animazement. Oh, I don't blame you. Like, <laughs> I respect that. you. I don't understand how you gonna go and do cosplay and not wear deodorant. There is not. There is no. Just the the the, the characters or the authors of the characters, the creators of the characters, the artists of these characters are not gonna care if you are wearing deodorant and the character did not wear deodorant in the show because it was set in the 1600s. Guess what, baby? We're in the 21st century. Please smell good. Please smell good. Just okay, anyway. Hygiene, that's all. That's all right. <laughs> we get it. Cosplaying is difficult. There's a lot that goes into it. Um, Even more, because, and because you're stressed out and sweating, you need deodorant. And you have lots of people hugging you all the time. Like, we get it, but like, you got, like, like have a spritzer, like, get you some Febreze, you know, like, reapply. <sighs> If you're going to be, or I'm sorry, I feel so mean, but it's just the truth. Like, I love you, babies. I love you, babies. A lot of baby uh, games are in amazement. Yes, queens. Just wear some deodorant, honey, bunny. Spray just, some Axe. Even if, I don't care if it feels bad. Just something other than B.O. Just other than B.O. Anyway, but because of we are nerds, that was not the tangent I wanted to go to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, but I know myself. I couldn't stop myself because, like, <laughs> ugh. But I did want to, like, we do want to talk about a little bit about sci-fi, because we both fucking love sci-fi, mm-hmm. and I wanted to know, you were telling me you were reading a series right now? 
Yes. I recently started reading actual real books again, um, which is nice. Uh, And this is a series I remember from my childhood. Um, My mother used to, she used to read books like, like Stephen King and like some, some like As a Guy's Mob and This is Dan Simmons. Some like really weird, really weird shit. Signs of the Lambs. I was obnoxiously curious. I could not read, but I saw the pictures on the covers. And none of them were like grotesque or awful. Uh, most of them were interesting. A lot of them were like symbols. Um, I remember this one specifically had really pretty pictures. Um, but uh, I remember like just uh, asking her one day, like, so what's that about? Because I would ask her a million questions and see, she was so patient with me. Like, what's that? What's that? <laughs> and uh, tell me about it. Like, what's, oh, what are their characters? Are there those people in the book? What do they do? What's their names? So my mom would tell me like almost like bedtime stories, like dumbed down versions of these books. She oh my gosh. Huge things, of course. And she don't like the stand. I only heard like a tiny little bit about, I think it was during like when it, like things were okay and they were traveling on the road. And like, there was the, the kid who learned how to play the guitar on the campfire, but like, but yeah, she'd tell me like these little bits of it. This is one of those books and I'll never forget it. It's, um, it's called Hyperion. It's a four book series. It's amazing. And I'll never forget the stories she told me about it because they seemed incredible. And I found the series in a used bookshop. Shop. I actually found the second book, not even the first one. And I held onto it for years. And finally, I just decided, decided fuck it. I'm just going to buy the rest of them. I've been reading them. And it is one of the best sci-fi series I have read in my entire life. The first book is also referred to as Hyperion Cantos because it reads just like um, Canterbury Tales. Uh, It's seven pilgrims on a pilgrimage and they all tell each other stories of why they're there. Like, seriously, one of them's a poet. Like, it's, there's so many like layers to this book. It is one of the most intelligently written series I've ever read in my entire life. They go deep, they do deep dives into a lot of cultural issues. Um, they do deep dives into especially religious issues. They do a lot of deep dives even with like relationships with like AI and stuff. And this guy, God, I don't even remember when this is written. Like, it's insane. It's really good. I can't put it down. And uh, you should go check it out. <laughs> maybe they have it at, maybe they have it at Strand. That's where I buy my books from. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's, it, Strand is a huge ass bookstore. Supposedly, supposedly, there mm-hmm. are two miles of books. Mm-hmm. in the whole story like the basement is like where you find like a bunch of religious texts or like uh, researching stuff mm-hmm. first floor the main floor is like history stuff or whatever but then like i would go up to the second floor because mm-hmm. that's where they have like sci-fi and young adult and like comics and like that's my shit yes the good stuff so hopefully they have it there although i will say this every time i go to strand to buy this a series they always have like the first two or three but never the final one yeah so then i have to go on a search on the interweb the worldwide web of us <laughs> it's the worst and just to buy one copy and it costs at least $20 plus shipping. Plus shipping. Plus shipping. 
in love. Anyway, anyway. No, I get that. But no, I get it. I've been uh, rewatching um, The Librarians. Ooh. It's been my comfort show for years. Like, it's been my comfort show for years. But you have to understand, people who've never seen The Librarians, I'm going to say this. It is everything that you expect from a TNT show. Okay. Yeah, you yeah. know, you, you, yeah. you, you yeah. know what I, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, TNT is like a great Sunday afternoon watching channel. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. and the librarians give me great Sunday afternoon adventures. Mm-hmm. But it looks like a great series. It is a good series. It's fun, and but it's because it comes from like the librarians were also. Um, I guess you can kind of say there was a revival or the sequel to um, The Librarian. Ah. Oh, okay. So Flynn, Flynn Carson, um, does these three movies, and then the show is him with other librarians, and fucking Christian Kane is in it. I have issues with this man. Christian yeah. Kane gives me great TNT shows. He was in Leverage. Mm-hmm. And like Christian Kane is the perfect like Mark Country Boy. I don't know what that means, but I'm gonna I'm gonna listen. You know, he grew up on the farm. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's an actual good old boy. He's an actual good old boy. Loves his mama. Loves his mama. Kind of guy to pull over and help you change a tire, no matter who. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But he also like read books. Like (gasps) he also he's educated. Like he over here like reading books and and then getting a whole ass multiple degrees. You know what I mean? He's able to, and it's even in the show, like, like that's the character he played, but you know, like, that's actually him. Because he's always so smart, but he's always so damn country. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know what's happening right here, but after living in North Carolina, I know that I'm going to be heartbroken in the end. <laughs> it's like, I don't know what to do with you. But uh, but it's like but it's really it's a really good show though because it's like you get to see them trying to find artifacts from the past mm-hmm. and save the world from magic destructing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get to see them fighting ninjas. It gives me Warehouse Thirteen vibes. Exactly, very Warehouse Thirteen vibes. So much fun, so much fun. Such a great ride. Oh, such so a good ride. That's so wild. It's just, uh, listen, they introduced, when they told us don't touch the bombs in episode one, that's when you knew you had some shit going. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, the librarian is very Warehouse 13. Oh, I love um, it. Okay. It, yeah, it, it, it's very Warehouse 13 vibe without the Scully and Mulder vibe of Warehouse 13. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, because those two characters... Yeah. Okay. Interesting. 
Okay, I'm gonna, definitely going to have to check this out. It's very good. It's very good. It's very good. I fucking love it. Uh, my mom loved it. Mm-hmm. Also, also, um, so I decided to turn May into a Mother's Day theme. So every episode in May, we're going to talk about moms and I'm eating potatoes. Here we go. Talk okay. About- and there's a surprise coming up at the end of this month. Ooh. Ooh. Surprises. Um, my mom is probably going to listen to this. Okay, good. Almost Hi, mom. Hi, mom. I love you. Uh, for some bad. Um, but, but my mom and I would watch The Librarian together. Mm-hmm. Like, like, and we also watched, um, oh my God, Happily Ever After together. Oh, yes. Like, that was like, my mom be on some weird ass sci fi nerd shit. She really do. Me and mom just recently watched uh, Godzilla versus Kong. We had to make it a a movie marathon night because neither of us had seen Skull Island. So we watched Skull Island and then immediately watched. Wow. (laughs) It was so much fun because growing up, we had Godzilla VHSs. So I feel you. My mom's a huge nerd as well. And it's so much fun to do that shit with your ma. Oh my god. Also, great segue into today's meat and potatoes. I'm just gonna start calling it that now. I'm just gonna start calling it that now. Okay, yeah, meat just, potatoes. This, this is the meat and potatoes. This is the main course. This is where you get in your belly full, okay? Meat um, and potatoes, where feelings are facts. And facts are not your feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just went somewhere. I just be doing shit. I just be saying shit. I'm here. Um, if you could not tell, like I said at the top of the show, I am high. I am blazed. It's that kind of a podcast. It's like it's that kind. It's been that kind of a day. If if you don't know that already, then why are you still here? Why are you here? Actually, you know, <laughs> you know what? No, stay, stay, stay. please stay. I stay. want the streams. I want the streams. Okay. The more streams I get, the more the the the, the more. Um, the more chance I get of getting a sponsor. And if I can get fucking ZigZag or Raw to sponsor this fucking, this fucking podcast, that'd be awesome. I like the way you think. I like the way you think. Uh, You know, a bitch got a business brain sometimes, but good. Clever, clever, clever person. (laughs) So, but today's meat and potatoes is actually the last week. Uh, Max and I talked about our um, go, what our childhoods were with our mothers, right? And I figured this week you and I can talk today because I love the relationship you have with your mom. Um, and like, as someone who is who is uh, doing my best to make sure that me and my mom have a great relationship, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I love seeing other people have just happy relationship with their mom even though they are going to be tough times and everything but you guys have like such a good like bestie cute relationship we and I love it really hard on it <laughs> we'll say that like so what was it like I, and I think we're gonna start and I think it's a great way for me to start at least like let's start saying like around 18 like once we became, you know, 18 to now, like, because that is when we started officially by law became adults. 
man, it, um, that's a, ooh. And for me specifically, that was a very difficult time. Um, oof. Okay. So <laughs> I guess part of why I'm canceled today, but also why I'm here is because I do have a good relationship with my mother. Um, I love her so much. And I think it's because, um, I actually saw her as a human being a little bit younger than most people see their parents as like human beings. I think I was in my early, like mid teens. Um, and she told me some truths about some things that were really heavy about her own life. Um, well, we're probably going to go into it later, but maybe not this episode, maybe on another one. But anyway, um, it, it, I really realized like, like dang, like dang, like this is a person who's, who's been through things. Um, also we always, she just would always answer my questions. Like I talked about earlier, but during my teens, um, and as I became an adult, my, my parents had gotten divorced when I was like 13. So they both already had worked really, really hard to respect me and my siblings. Um, and like the priority in their divorce was to make sure that we were happy and comfortable. Again, I'm spoiled rotten. Um, well, I'm canceled. And um, I mean, I was still a piece of shit. I was a teenager. I was very horny. Um, <laughs> I was fucking. You're not. Listen, listen. I used protection, but you know what? You need to be really, 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 really careful. You could be on it. Always use a condom. Um, and you know what? Tell your parents. Tell your parents you're having sex. Well, I promise. I, your, prom- I promise it's know. not going to be as bad as you think. And it's actually smart. If they know what they're doing, it's not going to be as bad as you think. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. And if you was almost 30 years old, you need to tell your mama you be fucking. Oh, she should already know that. Come she on. She should already know that. And y'all need to not be uncomfortable discussing it. Oh, don't even get me started on that shit. Um, but when I started to become an adult, it was also tricky because like I had just had to do this whole court case because of a sexual assault, like um, that had gone on for a while when I was um, in my senior year of high school, um, growing up in the rural South, um, even someone as fortunate as me um, because I am female bodied and I have dark hair, dark curly hair and dark eyes and a big nose. Um, I was, and I was very independent and outspoken. Um, I got pretty badly abused, um, by the system, like literal, quite literally. Um, I did take, uh, at least one person I was able to get to go to court. Um, they did like behind the scenes fight the case. It was pretty obvious. Um, again, this is something we could also talk about on a later podcast, because this isn't about me. This is about my mom. Um, (laughs) Anyway, your relationship with your mother. The whole time my mother was horrified. Um, but she did her best because she knew I was growing up and she did her best to respect me and respect my space, but she was still there for me. And that was one of the hardest times of my life. Um, this is around when I attempted suicide. Actually, I was yeah, I was still 18. It was December. I was about to turn 19. Um she she did her best to be to be there but like she was also a single mom trying to run a business as well as work part-time um no full-time as a dental hygienist um 
and she had my sibling and like just there was a lot going on there was so much and it was really really hard but she she trusted me she worried like hell about me um but she was also there for me when I did need her because I fell really hard yeah um after especially like when because I had to come back home um after going to college I had to leave I was in such an unhealthy state it was it was bad I fell apart um and it was it's gonna happen <laughs> I mean no good look Vince, let me tell you let yeah. me tell you you are talking to the queen <laughs> of knowing hard time yeah and, yes oh I know you know and um, uh I'll be real as much as I used to fight it, I'm so thankful my mom was there when I needed her to be. Mm-hmm. Maybe not in the way that I wanted her to be, but in a way that I needed her to be. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. I know exactly what you mean. Yes. And, you know, especially like when you're 18, like, again, I always tell people when we're 18 and even... Even those of us at the worst times of our lives, even if we, you know, look at, yeah, there were times during my teen years, I was suicidal, right? Mm -hmm. Even then, we are still smelling our own piss. We still think we know the answer. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. And it's like, at that time, I thought I knew everything. And Mm -hmm. I was in a bad state. I would, in a bad state. I had never been more certain of anything in my entire life. Right? Like, and that's you, the thing. I've and never, I had, ne- and I've never felt it since, thank God. But like the, ooh, like, it, I mean, that's the whole point. It's, you're thinking illogically. And of course you're going to think indefinite. Like, yeah. it's, oh, it's bad. Oh my God. <laughs> but, Again, it's like, it's so weird because, I mean, I, yes, I got lucky. I had, a sh- in, in, in retrospect, in hindsight, I had a shit ton of parents, great-grandparents, mom, grandparents, even some that I don't want to admit it. Like, yeah, I got a, I got a whole fucking village. I got Tia's and Zia's <laughs> and T.O.'s and my family international as fuck, bitch. But, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but... It's, uh, it was amazing that, like, my mom, at that time, she was the one who knew how to communicate the best mm-hmm. out of all ambitions. Mm-hmm. Yes. And for me, like, my mom and I had to figure out how to communicate because um, I was in such a strange place. Yeah. Um, and it really helped. I think the biggest thing too was like, also like, I know I, I had already known about her trauma. Um, so we were able to relate and it's something we're still able to talk to each other about today, like to this day, like we can, it's amazing. We can pull apart and pick apart our trauma together. Um, but again, we worked really hard on it. Cause like, there was a time I actually did really need to get away from my mother. Um, Part of it was because shit was just nuts. Like when I was, when I was, uh, when I was 19, when I finally started to get my shit together and I was going back to school, 
Um, my mom's only flaw, sorry, mom, is that she, and she knows this because we've talked about it, <laughs> is that she, um, she, she tries to take care of everybody except for herself. Um, it's something we have in common. Um, and she, yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, she, you do. Yeah, she put she put a lot of things to the wayside, and I realized like I needed I was in a horrible place, and I needed my mother, and I needed her to prioritize me, but she wasn't able to. Um, and I actually ended up leaving and going to stay with my dad, and my stepmom, who I don't have nearly as strong of an emotional relationship. They're still wonderful people, and I love them very, very much. Don't yeah, but it's different. But, but it's a different relationship. And and I'm glad I did because it gave me a chance to figure out who I was. And it gave me a chance to build independence and strength that I think I actually needed more than I needed to be taken care of. I wanted to be taken care of, but I also needed to stand up for myself and figure out how to do things on my own as an adult. And then as I got older and things got better, um, I, I did really like, I mean, you know how passionate I was, especially in my early twenties. Um, I was like out on my own and like killing it, like kicking it, like doing the thing, um, being a whole person. Um, and again, my mother respected me. Um, I'd call every now and again, probably like for help and for money or just to talk. Cause I, um, was late on a car payment or something, you know, bullshit stuff that you cry about in your twenties. Listen, um. listen, <laughs> listen, you know what? I'm going to be real. I'm going to be real. It's going to sound terrible to say, thank God my grandparents are dead because it put my ass, it took away my whole safety net. That Ooh. took away my whole safety yeah. net mm-hmm. because my safety net was always, and it was my mom's same safety net. And her mother, remember, they were my great-grandparents. Yeah. So they, they were three generations of safety net. Yeah. And when that's they passed, yeah, that's a big-ass net, all right? Yes, net. And my, my grandparents, them being gone, made my ass say, okay, well, bitch, you're going to stick us with your own now? Yep. I mean, like, I know my mom would still be there for me. You know what I'm saying? I know my mother. Yes will always be there for me. I am her baby, apparently. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she says. So she says. So she, so she says. I, but she be, but I'll be telling her she better put on a condom when she go on a date so that I stay the baby. Exactly. Okay? We ain't risking that one child. I am the youngest. I am spoiled for <laughs> keeping it that way. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, man so like but as I got older and I and I did start taking more care like care of my shit um I only actually recently have like I mean I've always been tight with my mom um she's always loved and supported me um through everything she's always been just incredibly open-minded I don't know any white person who does as much work as my mother does like holy shit she out here like writing senators on a weekly basis like multiple times a week like she's out here donating like several hundred dollars to black lives matter like she was so proud of me and my sibling for going to protest like she took me to my first protest i was yeah. 16, year old, 16 years old I get, we need we need more we do need more white parents doing this oh my god she does so much work and she's very aware she oh i'm so proud of her because she'll tell like she will say America is racist. 
I am racist. Like I was raised in a racist family and I am doing the work to fix that, but I'm not going to wash it away because we need to acknowledge it. We need to talk about it and we have work to do. Like, Ooh, I love me and my mom are on the same page politically. Um, she's just a fucking a dream though. I, it's hilarious. She doesn't understand all of it. Like, cause she's, she's almost 70. She's in her sixties. Like she, um, your mom did she yeah, she's in her sixties. Oh, um, she okay. like, yeah. you don't have to understand it all girl. Just understand the basics. We good. When you were oh. in your sixties, when you were in your sixties, we asked for the bare minimum at this point. You have retirement age almost baby. Yeah, she does. She does a lot of work. Um, she works really hard, but it's hilarious. Cause like I had to explain to her what woke meant. Uh, she just, cause what we did for a while when I was, um, when I was hustling, when I was hustling and I was doing hungry work, um, I never saw my family. We barely spoke. I'd see them on birthdays, maybe, um, like, Ooh, like on holidays, like for a couple hours, like yeah. I, I just didn't have time. And my mother, no matter what, always told me, like, don't worry about it. I love you. I'm proud of you. Go hustle. Don't worry about me. Like, go hustle. Uh, and, and that's, I mean, my mom gives me that, too, because my mother is, she's, she's annoyingly supportive. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, it's a good thing, but, like, girl, sometimes I need you to sit that down. <laughs> just, just a little bit. You know what I mean? You don't yeah. always got to bake me milk and cookie, but if you want to make me some, uh, some brownies this time, we're good. But, um... <laughs> When you're like when you're out on your own, right? You know, when you live on your own, was it easy for you to like be able to have a real tight relationship with your mother? No, um, it was difficult to like maintain. Um, and I, for a long time, I had a lot of guilt um, because of it's my own guilt complex. I have a lot of guilt and shame towards my family, not because they've ever done anything to make me feel that way because like they've done so much for me right. um, and I really feel like I owe them I felt like I owed them a, a, a lot um but also like it was really hard to get home it was hard to talk um we but the maintaining of our relationship was a lot of letting go for both of us we had to just let each other do what we needed to do we would um text each other every now and again like no context just send each other an article or send each other pictures of cats oh, or gosh. just little things every now and again I'd give her a call and we'd talk but um she's always been my biggest cheerleader my literally she's my biggest fan she is my oldest work which is a little bit embarrassing but she hangs it in her in her home proudly and nothing's it's are we talking like are we talking like oldest work as in like this is when I became an artist or are we talking like oldest Art's work as cool. okay 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 I, I, I'm glad we're at art school and not at like kindergarten turkey hand oh she does have some of that stuff if you went into my grandmother's office she had my my, my preschool and kindergarten artwork mm -hmm. in the oh, drawer my yeah my mom has finger paintings no, <laughs> and like some part of me is like, oh, that's so sweet. And other parts of right? me, like, and other parts of me, are like, baby, let me give you an updated version of what I'm doing. 
so we can like hang that up instead of what this was mm-hmm. and keep moving forward you know yeah she's got it in a box she doesn't have it out but but also because i'm weird when she pulled it out i was like whoa like as an artist i also was like whoa that's what i used to do as a child like and i'm like i kind of see it because i would always end up making brown with finger paintings because i like to mix the colors oh yeah and so once all the colors were brown i was done and i didn't care about what i made for me it was just (laughs) because once you realize you made brown of all the colors for all these colors to make brown is what you gave me now don't get me wrong i love brown skin but i'm just talking about like this painting with the color brown is i feel like you can't do but so much but i know that the 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 limit does not exist does that make sense yes 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 that makes complete sense i know exactly what you mean but like yeah because i I made some brown painting as a child too i don't child but anyway it's just yeah but anyway um what was I even okay yes and so um but she always um respected me um but I also like and I I did the same for her we had to give each other space it was important for both of us and then because of COVID and also because of horrible roommates and a haunted house I was living in I do have a poltergeist story we'll talk about it another time um Um. Are you one of the white people who willingly moved into a haunted house or? Duh! <laughs> what do you expect? I was the graveyard queen. <laughs> you know, I can handle going into a graveyard. You know, I, I, the house that my grandparents bought on the plantation, I love saying the plantation, first of all. As a, like, it makes me feel like I have problems and I know I'm, I'm letting you know I have them without having to say it. Yes. Wait. The, the house that we went to, my oh. grandparents' house. Yes. I Okay. I was thinking the plantation was somewhere else for some reason. Right behind it is mm. was a slave graveyard. Oof. Woof. So, like, I'm, I'm with... I'm glad you guys the are there. If I'm, anyone's going to live there, it's got to be you. Know, <laughs> that's only right. So, I'm with the cemetery. I'm with the cemetery. Yeah. Right? But a haunted house is another thing. That's true. The thing is, I've lived in haunted places before, and I'm usually, usually, I up until that point where I lived in the the really bad house, um, I have always been able to get along with whoever else is there. But, um, but was it a modern haunting or a or a historic haunting? I call modern anything after 1975. Modern. Oh. It was mainly modern. This was my first time dealing with something much older. And I also was re- living with really bad people at the time who, like, there is a mirror in the attic. You don't touch it. They brought it down. I told them, do not touch it. We have to leave it alone and we have to respect it. I, like, had a box with, like, pennies and herbs and crystals and cork, like, there to just be respectful um, and just be like, we're here but like we're like we're not trying to fuck with shit and they brought the mirror downstairs and put it in the living room these motherfucking white people <laughs> these motherfucking white people you know ah! oh and they ended up moving the mirror and it chipped and i had to do this whole ceremony to put it all back together oh my god i can't even oh sorry Whew, i'm not gonna see, get into that right now see see this is why number one this is why number one i make sure whatever house i move into is completely empty 
Mm-hmm. I check all closet doors, attic, basement, whatever. Okay. Mm-hmm. You tell me that you tell me that's the utility closet. I'm looking behind the utilities. Yeah. If there's even a dustpan left back there, I need to know why. I want to know everything. And then also, but because I live in New York, people be getting murked. Mm-hmm. And if you live in a building that was built before the 2000s, there's a chance that people got murdered there hardcore. Mm-hmm. And if it was after the 2000s started, then there's a chance that people got murdered there. But it wasn't that bad. Yeah. <laughs> just casual murder. It's, it's um, casual murder. I, yeah. Casual murder. Casual. It's just it's, it's low-key. Low-key. <laughs> This is not what we came here to talk about. <laughs> oh, like, I do want to say the house was over a hundred years old. Oh, see, no, fuck that. Me. Big mistake. Fuck that. Big mistake. I, downtown, you know what's crazy? It's like downtown people love talking about historic houses in Raleigh. And I'm like, let me explain something to you about historic houses in Raleigh. Either they were racist as fuck and they're racist, racist ghost in there and i don't fuck with them mm-hmm. or that place is like haunted out the ass because bitches is upset because raleigh is terrible yes and like there's probably also a lot of pain there's a lot look a- man the, the height of-, of my depression was in raleigh the yeah. height of my depression was in raleigh damn like, when I moved to New York, you know why I went bald? Because I moved to New York out of Raleigh, and, like, my, I was like, do I have alopecia? They were like, no, baby, you're shedding off all of your pain. Whoa. Like, I, my, I went bald, and then it grew back healthier, more beautiful. Transformation. More, oh, my God. Yes. Like, butterfly. Oh, I can fucking fly twice butterfly. as high. Take a look, it's in a fucking book. Gangster, <laughs> the gangster reading rainbow, all right? Yes. Actually, you know Barbara would do nothing that. gangster here. There's nothing gangster over here. This is more like, you know, semi-suburban reading rainbow. Real soft. So soft. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm the softest. You're not as soft as me. I'm the very soft soft. I, I can't a bitch, but like, I'm if I had... Like, I get it from my mama. I get it from my mama. So let me tell you something about my mother. This is why I love our adult relationship. We are here about mothers. But like, this is part of the reason why our adult relationship works so well. Because my mom used to fight. Mm -hmm. My mom, no, my mom used to fight. To the point where, like, when they were having legends about girls who get greased up and pull their hair back, that was my mother. Like, my mother told me that was real. Because she did that shit. She would throw down. There was a time when her and her mother... T- got together and fought other girls on the block because they were trying to jump my mama. What? Like okay, that that's that's kind of really badass. Like my family is here for the fighting. My family is like they some look. I'm be real. My family might be high class, bulgy, whatever bullshit they want to pretend they are. <laughs> but like, bitch, y'all from best Hmm. Y'all from bed and y'all real like my family really does do or die. Like my family's out here ready. Squally school poo. Let's go, my nigga. Don't fuck around. Don't fuck around. Don't even try. Fuck around and find Don't out. Fuck, fuck around. around. Fuck around and find out. But Ooh. like I get that from my mom because like 
she, I remember one day, because I love math. I, I love math. Like, I come from, you know me. You got, you got some gossip to tell me, tell me, all right? Yes. And, but I don't tell my math right away. Mm-hmm. That way I can know who's messier. Because if I'm messier, I can only I can only tell you a half truth. But if I know you're messier than me, I can tell you the whole truth. Because like, either way, I'm not trying to lose over here. I'm not trying to be out there in the streets like that. But I do tell you, I, I tell you the truth, but I don't tell you the whole truth. I put it that way. That's yeah. how I feel. Well, it. depending on how long you know, you know you. Yeah. And then you get to experience some truths, and that's really fun. <laughs> you get to His name it Belly Button, episode nine. <laughs> no, nah, so I mean, I'm, I'm I'm the type of bitch who bought an Eskimo brother on an episode and named it Eskimo brother. I know that was hilarious. <laughs> so good. I'm 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 glad you're well, Messiah. But like dead ass, my mom and I would. And she would tell me all this shit. We would like talk and she would like tell me real truths about her past. So it made me able to trust her better as an adult. Yeah. Because like, number one, again, we all know I didn't have my mom growing up. So I didn't trust what I didn't know. And then mm-hmm. when I got to know her, I was like, damn, girl. Mm-hmm. You really be out here in these streets fighting like a nigga. Like, she ready to, she's squally scooping. Like, awesome. <laughs> Like she is, uh, and she's so because like homegirl ghetto as fuck. Like she's from the hood, but she is so educated. When like people, she surprising people. She's educated, and she knows what she's talking about. Oh no, she's called me at Jerry's to order stuff. I've worked with I've worked with your mother in a professional sense. She's amazing. Yeah, Um, she has her shit together. Like she's very impressive. <laughs> like, yeah, because she be shocking me. Like, she shocks me. Mm-hmm. Because when I'm at work, you know, hi, this is Finn. How may I help you? You know, and then yeah. running around and doing this and doing that and getting everything together. But then mm-hmm. my mother, it doesn't even it doesn't even look like an effort. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it was. I remember that conversation because it was fun. Like I just had fun talking to her, like, which is nice. And like, it was, we're still talking like business, but like, it was so much. I just, I love chatting with yeah. her. I'd love to have a conversation with her. That's again. why so, like, like I, when I see her with her clients, they yeah. love her. Like they mm-hmm. love her. And like, I want to make sure that like, when I have my clients for my freelancing, mm-hmm. I emulate that kind of way that my mom had with her client. Yeah. You know what's crazy is there were baby gays in Raleigh who know my mother. Oh, that's so cute. Really? There, yes, there are baby gays in Raleigh who know my mother. And like, you know me, I was always trying to collect baby gays. Oh, yes. I mean, I did too. I had a whole phase. I love like, taking babies. I love taking care of the gays. It's like, uh, and it's because, I think it's because of like, the family I come from is so... They are like my family will be walking through pride. You know what I mean? Like that that's the kind of family they are. Yeah. And they're always involved with the community. So I always wanted to be like that. Mm-hmm. Like my friend jokingly would say, like, I'm a house mother who's not involved. <laughs> because I 
I wasn't in the ball scene, especially in Wally. Like, what the fuck kind of ball scene am I going to do in Wally? I'm very confused mm-hmm. at what happens. I don't know. The ball scene in New York has structure. I understand what they're doing. Anyway. There's no ball scene in Raleigh. Right. They're not ready for that. But I would like, you know, taking the baby gays and like, you know, love them and shit. And like a bunch of them knew my mother and some of them had worked with my mom. Oh, wow. So they would, some of them would be like, oh my God, your mom is amazing. Um, I love her. You are like now my favorite family in America. Like, yay. Oh, that's so sweet. I love it. And it's so cute. And then because like, it's, it's nice seeing your mom being a badass bitch about the community. Yeah. Yeah. Like my mom um, wandered into like a pride event on accident. Like <laughs> when she was on the, like in um eastern maryland like like just on a vacation and she like her cousin was with her who was not into it and she was like okay bye she just went and had fun it was their very first pride parade and she was like my babies are gay She's like, <laughs> she she brought home a rainbow lay she still has it like she was like oh my god like she was signing petitions she was she's just in it she's always also, in it. can we talk about the rainbow lays i love when i see a rainbow lay in somebody's house on the mirror like if it's on hanging on the mirror that is where it's supposed to be bitch i don't know why but it just feels like the right place for it big big millennial energy but also like yeah there's something about it it's just oh hi baby Sorry, my, my kitty reached out to me. Oh, we love a kitty. We love cats. We love dogs. Okay, the only thing we really don't like here is alligators. They bite. Yeah. And they don't taste yeah. that good. And they don't taste that good. I mean, it's chicken, but oh. fish. I mean, and I don't eat meat. I eat fish, but like, oh, well, well, okay, so alligator does have to be made right, but it's, it tastes like chicken shoes, like fish. Like, that's really, really all yeah. it is there. And the other thing we don't like stand here, the other animal we don't stand here are kangaroos. They scare me so much. Kangaroos are really scary. Like they are assholes. They are assholes. They're talons? Holy fucking shit. They have oh, talons no. and abs. No, no. They have pets. No, thank you. No, thank you. Like, they really be out there big pressing. Eight tall, six feet tall, talons. 100 percent i would love i would love to see who would win in a fight between a dingo and a kangaroo kangaroo i feel like that would be true i think a kangaroo would kick it and then it would just keep kicking it and kicking it and then it would just like and they have talons on their feet too they just shred it to pieces but you know dingoes like they fight like giant dogs so it's a it, it is if the dingo gets a good jump and is able to get at the throat Mm-hmm. If it's able to cling and tear, it has a chance. Yeah. But... Also, you better hope that dingo don't got rabies. You know, a lot of a lot of the Australian animals have a lot of diseases. I just I just thought of a kangaroo with rabies, and I've never been more scared of anything in my entire life. Well, because you know, because koalas have syphilis. It's chlamydia. Chlamydia. They're riddled with chlamydia. Riddled. Chlamydia. So. Okay. Imagine and a lot of them are lesbians. A lot of them are lesbians. Right. Imagine a lesbian koala with chlamydia having rabies. Oh, and they smell so bad. <laughs> that would be 
I would love to see that animal. That's fine. I would like like to see. I would like to see that koala fighting with like. I don't know. It would move so slowly though. It would be terrifying and just. Oh, I know what a a Carolina panther. A panther. A panther. A rabies riddled koala. You know what? As soon as the koala gets close, it's just gonna grab on. Yep. And it's not gonna let go. Exactly. You know what? Ooh, and either way, the panther's fucked because it's gonna get rabies. See, rabies is a little bit of a cheat, though. Rabies is <laughs> anyway. Cheat. These are not what we here to came we came here to talk about. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I'm using, oh, look, there are moments when I can stay on track, and there are moments when I am not. When you I put like- me in the same area as Carbo, I cannot stay. I cannot. We cannot. Like both of our ADD comes out, so yeah. then it's like a whole spiral and roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And also, if y'all have read the description of these episodes, I just be typing. Like, <laughs> and somewhere in the description is a warning. Mm-hmm. I think one time I said "buckle up, bitches." One time I said "buckle up, buttercup." Mm-hmm. Like, be ready. You don't know what you're getting, but go for it. But we talked. We were talking about our mothers. We're talking and, about our moms. And we do. We do are both. We're just both just really excitable. Um, you were telling about your amazing, fantastic mother, um, and we were both talking about how supportive mamas can be. Um, see, okay, we need to get to the meat and potatoes. We're talking about. We're giving. I'm trying to give. Oh, we're gonna, I want to get. Let's actually. Let's just get into the gossip of it. When you break oh. up with a person, when oh, you go through a gossip. breakup. Oh, this is fun. When we when we go into a breakup, when you go to your mother, what you got? What does she give you? um oh goodness oh when i when i go to my mother with about a breakup um it depends sometimes i'm in tears sometimes i've like got it together when i talk to my mom about it um more often than not like especially more i'm going to talk about like more recently um when i come to my mother with a breakup it's usually along the lines of like yeah this didn't work out and like i've already had my own sob cry i don't need to ugly cry um but like we, I do talk about it and we always end up going over like well this is what I liked and this is what I learned and this is what went wrong and like like and we'll we'll kind of go back and forth she'll ask questions um but we have an open dialogue and um my mom always ends up like at the end like finding a way to pick me back up like hey you know what doesn't matter didn't work like for whatever reason and you know and you, you ended up, you're better off, especially because like, I don't fuck around. And like, if I can tell that someone's not going to be good for me, I like, I don't even. Deuces. Like, um, Deuces. No, so, look, that ass, I'll be leaving. Like, I don't fuck around. And um, like, I, like, I'm, I'm, yeah. I mean, I, no, no, I get it. Because like, what's crazy is my mother when I go to her for a breakup, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. So you want, what do you want? You want, you want emotions? You want advice? Which one you want? And yeah. then, and then like, I prefer for her, I prefer emotion. Mm-hmm. Because she can be that emotional support. And the one thing about my mother is I'm glad she's breaking out of it. I had a very open relationship growing up with her mother and her and, my, and her grandmother, my great-grandma, when mm-hmm. it came to talking about sex. Mm-hmm. 
So like my mom and I didn't have that. So like me and my grandmother, we'd be there talking about sex. And my mom would look at us like, this is not a conversation to have with your grandmother. But I'm over here like, look, man, you know, sometimes I just need to go and do it. So like, this is the conversation. It's natural part of life. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm glad that she's now able to like have the conversation with like my nephews. Mm-hmm. Because like, let's be real. The great thing about our being able to talk about sex with our parents is it Mm -hmm. forms our views on it in life. Yes. Yes, definitely. Um, We didn't really, we talked about the subject, but we never talked about it in detail, Um, which is, well, probably says a lot about me as like a demisexual person. It's, I'm all about the um, emotional intimacy before I can even get, be intimate with a person. Uh, Um, Well, I'm a hoe, so. Yeah, I know. I used to know because I real I realized it about myself. It hurt too much, but yeah, I know you. You're my favorite hoe. You but you know what? Me. You know what? You know what's crazy is I always <laughs> I always have to say that my that my that my sexuality is queer because mm-hmm. like uh, I realize I have crushes on so many people. Mm-hmm. I have I am a crush whore. Like, I will be crushing on one person and then I'll be crushing on another. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, I have, like, I had, I've had the same crush on the same guy since middle school, but I've had crushes on so many other people. Also, that crush is now engaged and I'm happy for him. Like, you you deserve happiness, okay? I know part of your story and I'm here for it. Mm Mm-hmm. So, but then, like, I mean, having other questions on other people, right? But mm-hmm. it's funny because, like, my mom, when I was younger, I didn't really tell her about my crushes. Mm-hmm. I would just, like, in- I would just introduce a random partner. Like, I'd just be dating somebody. Oh, so, word. I'd just be That's dating awesome. some random white boy. Mm-hmm. Bring him home. And my mom would be like, you sure love the white boys. And I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, girl. Yeah, girl. <laughs> She's the only person in my family that I know who hasn't dated a white person. Huh. Well, good for her. <laughs> I don't know. I Get don't a little spice. Get a little I am not able. I am not able to pass judgment on that at all. <laughs> <laughs> you dated white people. You would know. I mean, uh, yes. I mean, I've also dated like Indian people and like um, Vietnamese people and black people and brown people. Um, so like Personally, I think white people suck. <laughs> especially, especially, uh, well, especially cishet men. Not sorry. See, that's the problem. Um, that's the problem. I don't date cishet men. Yeah. So, like, you probably have a good fucking time with white men. <laughs> um, I can't, like, I, the only white men I like are um, trans men. And I, like, I, I'm going to be honest. Like, that's just the truth. There's so few like cis had white men that have proven themselves to be quality individuals and actually um i, I only keep a few around. things to heart like they actually learn like to actually do the work and actually learn the lessons and actually like do the thing you know so what my problem is you know what my problem is all the cis had all the cis had men that i had in my life that were white mm-hmm. for years keep slowly coming out or they end up proven to be racist. So like, it's either I just drop you or you're no longer a cishet. Oh, yes. So 
I'm, I'm sorry. So, so you're just out here being a whole queer person now? Yes. <laughs> and you're like, mess. wait a minute. When did this happen? I'm happy for you walking to and the club. So consistent. It's so consistent every time. It's just like, oh, no wonder I liked you because you're queering, motherfucker. So maybe like, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that one or two of the ones that I was friends with at a certain time in my life who were cishet are come out. One of them. If one of them. Fast. Fingers you know, the one that I would really crushing on. So that mm-hmm. way I can be like, hey, you know, you, me, I mean, my mom always wanted a white kid. Mm-hmm. Here's a way for her oh. to get a legal one. Okay. That's I mean, weird. well, she got Max. She got Max. She kidnapped Max. The minute that. she met Max, I'm telling you, my mother is the mother who, all of my friends, you're her child now. She doesn't care about me when you're around. You're her. She'll literally bake cookies for you. She will literally bake cookies for you. I asked my mom, can I have some Kool-Aid? She's like, nah, I ain't taking that 30 minutes to make you Kool-Aid. But if you if you came to my mother's house and say, yo, ma, make me some, make me some cookies. She'd be like, yes, baby. I'm going to make you some cookies. I'm going to make you some Kool-Aid. Here, you want what you want to watch? Here, you want. I know watch- better than to ask ask your mother to like bust in your house, like your mom's house, and ask me to make me cookies. I would be honored um, to be let into her house. Like I don't know, I I have a thing like moms are sacred. Um, moms uh, are sacred. Like uh, like parental units are sacred, and what I mean by that is that not they're perfect and they're all knowing. Because there's some people that suck. I'm sorry, not sorry. There are bad parents out there. They yeah. do exist. And no parent's perfect. My mom has done lots of stuff to fuck up. I've also done lots of stuff to fuck up. Like we we fight, we love each other, but we do argue. Like it happens, but we also okay, work. So I'm going to ask you something. Now that, being is, that you said that, I have to ask you something now. Wait, wait, wait. Let me just finish making this one point about moms are sacred. What I mean by that is you are allowed as a, as a child or or dependent at some time of this person you're allowed to talk shit you're allowed to complain bitch gotta complain you're allowed to say things about your parent but like it is not cool when other people start talking about your parents you know oh, we, I mean? oh we know this we so like that's what i mean like it is untouch like untouchable like you don't fuck with so like there are only certain people who i don't like and there are certain mothers that I don't like. And you going to know I don't like your mom for this specific reason. For this yes. specific reason. Otherwise, it's like, oh, I'm cool. She's cool. We good. But I have yes. to ask you now. Okay, okay. So, because you are a white. Mm-hmm. And your mom is white. Yes. Um, and I've watched a lot of sitcoms and television shows, and I've had some terrible friends who cursed at their mothers. Are hey. you one of those white children who cursed at your mom? No, I would never curse at my mother, ever. Never. Okay. Ever. <laughs> okay. I don't back talk to my mother. I might get mad at her and I might get frustrated with her, but we both know that we love each other very much. And that's the most important thing. Like we might, we might get, don't you even think about it, Jojo. Sorry, my cat's being bad. Um, but like, no. Now the funny thing is I will curse with my mother. We yeah. curse like sailors. Like when I turned like 14 or 15, my mom was like, literally was just like, well, fuck it. 
and she was like yeah we're not gonna fuck around like my mother my mother curses like a sailor and it's so much fun like i it's the best. mom so my mom didn't start doing that until like within like the past two years with me with me right so wow yeah. i grew up with like my great-grandparents so like my great-grandfather my no-no you've met poppy he cusses yes 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 and my grandmother hoity-toity bitch yes but she cusses Mm-hmm. Judy cusses, right? So it would always very interesting mm-hmm. because my mother wouldn't. She would be like, I remember when I was in the car with her one day and she had she got mad at somebody on the road and she said, fuck! And then she covered her mouth and then she like, you know, kind of prayed it away. Yeah. And then like with me growing up with my grandparents, once I around the same time as you, about 14, my grandparents were like, whatever, just don't say fuck around grandmother and don't say the C word. Like yeah. that's it. I use I use it. Um it's a it's a vengeful thing. It's a take back. Um, but I do very much understand respect that for some people it's very, very upsetting. Yeah, so. like for me, like with my mother though, my mother. Mm-hmm. Oh, I couldn't cuss near her. Me and my grandparents would be sitting at the table cursing like sailors. Me and my grandfather would be drinking a beer, mm-hmm. drinking a Heineken, just going at it, mm-hmm. laughing it up, having a good time, family moment. And my mom comes in and hears us, one of us saying the F word. And she's like, excuse me, we don't say that around our grandparents. I'm like, girl, they taught me how to use it correctly. Like, what? <laughs> exactly. But then, like, every once in a while, I will be saying to my mom, be like, yo. I, I, and I have referred to my mother as dick bitch. Like, I have referred to my mother as dick bitch. But I mean bitches. Mm-hmm. I don't mean bitches in a bad way. No. I mean bitches like, in a bad like, like, yeah. Yo, girl, you my bitch. Yo, what's good, bitch? I mean it in, like, a gay way. Like, the hug way. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Accept it, mother. Love you. Like, I mean, I'll say, like, yes, bitch. Like, you know, like... Like, like it's encouraging. Like, I curse with, like I said, I curse with my mother. I would never curse at my mother. Not at her. You, I won't do that to you. Also, because I know you have hands. I mean, if someone's like really deserves it, I will for someone else. Like, I will like read someone their rights. If you have to get to a point, and usually it's someone I do not know personally, because I would never let someone like that in. See, for me, it's like I will curse you out. And how I feel, how much coffee I've had that day determines if I use my $10 word or my $5 word. I like it. I like it. Because mm-hmm. coffee means a lot for me. So, I mean, one thing that I did want to discuss in terms of our mothers, and you wanted to discuss it as well, is like how we really got to where we are with our moms now. Mm-hmm. Because it was not easy. Um, basically, what had happened was, um, I know me and my mom, we went to a lot of therapy <laughs> separately. Um, and it was right about around when I started actually visiting her again, um, finally, because where I lived in South Raleigh was closer. Um, also, I was trying to get away from my horrible roommates. But we were I reconnecting mean- again. And, um, we had a whole, we had to have a whole come to Jesus. Cause there was some beef 
there's some stuff from when I was younger that like we needed to talk about in order for us to have a relationship as adults. Um, and we, we did the work, we talked about it for like a couple hours and we had several conversations about it, but the what we had to do was like, stop, like we, we, you, when you're an adult and you have a relationship with your parents, you need to, you can't be their child anymore. Yeah. The point is like, they have to see you as an adult. It turns into a friendship. That's the only way it's going to be healthy. Like you cannot expect them to take care of you and they can't be trying to take care of you and vice versa. There's a lot of kids who want to take care of the parents. I can be bad about it sometimes because I just want to spoil yeah. my mom. Lover. Well, it, it, it not that real, like. But you have to respect your parent as an adult and as an individual. And for some people, that's a really hard transition because either they've seen them as a horrible monster their entire lives or as this perfect hero. And you got to understand that, like, your parents are fallible. Yeah. Like, they, they have flaws and weaknesses. They are not perfect. But just like you, they have every right to make any kind of decision that they want to. You can say something about it, but in the end, they it's their choice. It's, it's real because, like, one thing about my mom is I had to realize that <clears throat> we, had to have a, we had to have a couple of come to Jesus moments. I'm going to be real. Multiple, some, yeah, um, a lot of uh, yeah, and for different reasons, you know, it wasn't sometimes it was the same thing from the past, like her not being there, or other times it was like, no, nah, shit, we having like we having a conversation about what just happened today, yes, and me being in and out of therapy most of my life, <clears throat> I was able to realize a little bit quicker when I did and didn't need to be defensive. Mm-hmm. My mother, she had to be defensive. You know what I mean? She had to be defensive. Yeah. So it was a lot of like tension with us for a while. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, a lot of the tension came from her still wanting me to be her kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Because the person she came back to was no longer a child and she had to realize that that person had grown, had changed, had gone through some shit. And as an adult, the the one thing about me, and she knew it, because we were raised by the same person. We were raised by the same person. The one thing about me is I'm going to tell you what I'm feeling and what I'm thinking. You're going to hear it. Maybe you might not like it. And I used to be all about being brutally honest instead of just being carefully honest. Mm-hmm. Because, the difference, because there's multiple forms of honesty. And mm-hmm. all of it is true. There's all forms of truth. But, you do, but it's how you say it and the tone you say it and the words that you're choosing. Yes. Because the weight yes. has, the, there are different levels of that weight. Mm-hmm. Different mm. print to it, right? And... I had to learn how to say things to my mother in a, in, a, in a manner that she would understand. And she also had to learn how to say things to me in a manner that I would understand. But number one, a bitch is hard of hearing. And some days I don't know if I'm speaking English. Like, so I need you to say it in a manner that I understand, you know? And then that's when we started having that 
that homey relationship. It's all about communication. You got to talk and you got to respect. You, you got to talk and you got to listen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's and, the, it's so important. Like, because if you don't talk, how are they supposed to know? Yeah. Like, and and it's not disrespectful for me to tell you, number one, my opinion. Yes. Number two, how I'm feeling in this situation. Because one thing that a lot of, especially a lot of kids of color, especially if you're, you come from a long line of immigrants, mm-hmm. or if you come from a, um, or from like an American black culture, mm-hmm. you were told that telling your parents your feelings or talking to them in a truthful manner was disrespectful. And it wasn't because I'm not saying it disrespectfully. I'm not, and I'm not commenting or critiquing on how you're parenting. Mm-hmm. I'm just critiquing on how your parenting is affecting me. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. It's almost impossible to do as a child because one, you're just not good at communicating yet and articulating. But also, like, holy shit, you are like a tiny demon. Um, <laughs> I, oh, I was a look. I was a. I was. I'll be real. Everyone but as says, an adult, everyone yeah. says I was an angel of a child, but a terrible teenager. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the terrible yeah, twos no, did not happen no. for me. It was the terrible teens. My grandparents have, I got caught sneaking out multiple times by different relatives. My relatives who, who caught me. They never got caught. My relatives, Sorry, Mom. <laughs> my relatives were goons. Because like when I got caught mm-hmm. by my relatives who were not my grandparents, they would be like, okay, just, you know, don't die. But when my grandparents caught me, they're like, oh, so you want to get grounded? Okay, cool. So I'm taking your phone. I'm taking your laptop. Yeah, I had, I was spoiled. I had mm-hmm. uh, you can't go outside. Oh, you want to use the pool? Fuck that. You know what? You only get to watch one TV. The t- At least I got to watch a TV. But it was a TV in the kitchen that only had local channels. Oh, my God. That's a trap. And, oh and it, was, it, it was a punishment because my grandmother would be cooking cabbage, knowing that I'm in the kitchen and she knows that I'm allergic, so I can't eat it. So she's no. like, ha, I can't cook. I guess you're not having cabbage tonight. Well, they're going to have to eat something else. And it would be the damn dry meatloaf. Ooh. The punishment weird, man. They were not, they were, they were, they were unusual. They mm. were unusual, that's for sure. I'm not sure if they fall into the cool category. We had to sit on the stairs and be quiet. It was a very much like a guilt and shame <laughs> kind of thing, but it was very soft. I had the softest parents. My dad hey. was, is a, psycho- a psychologist. Like my mom's an hygienist, whatever that means. But like, <laughs> soft. they're the sweetest people. They're the softest. They're very white people. They're very soft. They're oh, they're so white. Um, but they do good work. They really do. They both of them, like they work really, really hard. And my stepmom does too. They like, they really out here. Like it's, it's crazy looking like I, when I look at my mom, it's like, yo, homegirl worked really hard with the community. She, like, she really out here advocating for everybody. Mm-hmm. I just, a lot of the times it was just like the communication she had with me. Mm-hmm she would easily be able to communicate with others that she was working mm-hmm. with or her friends with me it wasn't coming out the way that she would want it to at times 
Yeah. And it took me realizing, like, oh, she really does. Like, because she has a different relationship with everybody. And she always says it. And it took me time to see it. But she has a different relationship with every. And I do that, too. I have a different relationship with every family member. Yeah. With all of my friends. I don't treat any of y'all the same. Matter of fact, you might be the one who I treat the nicest. I think I am. I think you spoil me. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm so soft. <laughs> because, like, let's be real. Solia yeah, knows I will cut them out if I got them. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm ready for it back. Because Solia yeah, can give it to your back. Ooh, and, it's, and it sounds really good, too. Like, it's just beautiful. Right. It's like, ooh, and yes, read me to filth. I'm ready. My body right. is ready. And then, like, you know... Max, me meeting Max is like, oh no, bitch, Max got something to add. Yeah. And then, so, so then it's like, yeah, I treat you nice. Yeah. Most of my friends, I treat like shit in a loving manner. I mean, y'all are, let me be real, I have beautiful friends. Y'all are all beautiful to look at, but ain't none of y'all shit either. Okay. I don't have no ugly friend, but some of y'all got some ugly souls some days of the week. Some of y'all need, coffee. Some of y'all need coffee in the morning. Ooh, I mean, it helps. Ooh. Ooh. If I don't have coffee, I'm most of at least at least one one friend a week does not talk to me for 24 hours if I've talked to them before I've had coffee. Oh. You've been one of those friends. I'm a terrible person. I feel you. I feel you. I I don't I know I'm addicted to coffee. I know that it is a placebo effect happening here. But guess what? This allows me for okay. a nice 30 or 45 minutes before I start my, you know, before I have my coffee, after I brush my teeth, got on, the, you know, got dressed, got on the train, got my coffee. Mhm. If I haven't had my coffee yet, I am going to say words you don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Like, and you give out a warning too. You let people know. I let you know. Like my okay. this is one of the reasons why me another thing about communication with your mother. Mm-hmm. My mother had been on the receiving end of a 7 a.m. fan. Oh, I don't want to know what that I don't want to know anything about that. That, that is not cute. Like but you know what's funny? 7 a.m. Finn on a regular day and 7 a.m. Finn when they're driving because I love road trips. Ah. On a road trip? Yes, ma'am. You can call me. We will talk. I will give you the down and dirty. Mm-hmm. Well, you drive then. You're up. You're doing I'm shit. good. I'm out and I'm having coffee because I'm on the road. I'm being a responsible driver. So you've had your coffee. But. So you've had your coffee. <laughs> but. So at home? Oh, No. Mm-mm. Do not call me. Do not, not call me. Do not text me. Like don't I might call check me no more. Don't text me no more. Don't call me no more. Don't text me no. That was a terrible song. Yes. And I remember it playing on TV one day, like the music video, and I said, "This <laughs> is not. This is not." This is when we were all learning that we could text after a certain time without paying. So- <laughs> yes. Oh my God. I had those timed out. Same with minutes to call people. Ooh, I was always on the phone. Yo, some some phone companies you got free after seven, some you got free after nine. Mm-hmm. If you were lucky enough to get free after seven, you would and 
because I had had my own line for a year. Mm-hmm. I had my own line, okay? I had an answering machine. I would come home from school and listen to my answering machine as my friends would also come into my room and hop on my computer to get on the dial-up AOL. How old am I? Who <laughs> in your room? In, in your my, room? In my room. In your room? On I my never e- had a TV in my room. On my e-machine's desktop. Bless. <laughs> oh, oh, God, it's old. Yo, just saying e machines make me feel old as fuck. Good, good on them. Um, but anyway, no, back to moms. We keep getting off. We're the worst. Sorry, mom. I, I love you. Please don't hate me. You know, I always go off on tangents. Speaking um, of her mother, I did have a wonderful road trip with her today. Mother's Day is Sunday. I kind of blew it. I'm going to make her French toast. Usually I cook for her, but like there's just been a lot going on. Um, so I unfortunately did not. Um, I'm so sorry. I didn't have anything planned. Um, but this weekend we are hanging out a lot. We went and visited with my cousin, Sarah and her husband, Peter, and their adorable tiny child, Levi. And um, as usual, when me and mom take road trips, we talk. Mm-hmm. we talk that's what it's all about is communicating and because we have that foundation of respect for each other's feelings feelings are facts all feelings are valid and you need to listen to them um like we talked through a lot of stuff and one of the my favorite things about my mother is that like we can be honest with each other she's not just sitting there to like rub my back and make me feel better she'll call me out yeah she and she will and i can do the same thing for her we always do it gently and very kindly because we are both very soft um but we have that kind of relationship where like i can be like mom like you're doing like literally like you're doing too many things at once you're not going to be able to complete any of these tasks you need to no why are they like this why are are so hard to raise um or like look this bitch be working going to school raising children and i'm over here like ma'am Ma'am, sit the fuck down, please. Pick one thing. <laughs> one, just one. Do you want to go to work? Hard for you, Do you but... want the kid? Because, like, not for nothing, I love Johnny, but, like, I will punt him live across the football field. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> because my mama be needing some rest, okay? My mama knows I love that baby. He ain't a baby. No he is 13. He's actually 13 now. Like, he's a grown-ass child now. He's, he's an adult. Now. He's an adult. Like that boy is almost as tall as me. Mm-hmm. I met him last time. I went to the uh, went to your grandparents' house. I can't call it the. I can't call it the plantation. It feels uncomfortable. <laughs> but no, like yeah, he's but he's like and he's so chill. He's nosy as hell. But he's mm-hmm. so because he's just like me when I was his age. I was like he's all very of chill. He will just he will just hang out. Yeah. He just listens. And he's Ooh, my that- homeboy. He's my homeboy. Like, he be knowing. Because, like, I remember when me and Max, when I tell you they should have called CPS on me and Max with that child, okay? Like, Max and I will be in the front seat blasting. One time we were blasting um, a Milkshake. We were blasting Milkshake by Khalees. Oh, my God. In the car. And the baby was just in the backseat. At that time, he was no more than three. <laughs> and he's just in the backseat of the car, 
just chilling, vibing. So that's then, why this kid is so cool. Like, right. Just, and like, and like, so he a goon. He really is. And then like, as we got older, me and him, mm-hmm. I remember him and I would like have conversations and like, he would like be listening to conversations I had with me and my friend. And then he would be telling me advice, giving me life-changing advice. Mm-hmm. At fucking huh. eight, nine, ten years old, brilliant little child. That's the thing. Paying it, it, it's listening. It's paying attention. Yeah, like it's it's like your family clearly has been steeped in an open line of communication and honesty, and which is so healthy and so good. Like everyone has their shit, but in the end, that family is sticking together, and that family takes care of each other. I mean, and that. And that's because, like, my mother, out. my mother is so big on family. So, like, you know, I always said to my mother, if you ever run a presidential candidate and you try to run on the family bullshit, just know, don't let them come to me first, because I will dog <laughs> you out. I will throw <laughs> you down the river. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. The Associated Press will come to me first. <laughs> my brother nah he gonna keep quiet nah he, he no i am i am a rat okay <laughs> at least you know who you are honey i know who i am okay i'm not gonna sell you out to the fed but i'll yeah. sell you out to the associated press for a paycheck there's a difference that's a big difference i'm not trying to send you to jail but i'm trying to collect a check gotta make money gotta make that bread but it's funny because like but because she's so big on family, that's why she's so big on communication with us. Yes. And that's why she's getting better at how she how she communicates, you know? Yes. And that's and that's the thing about any family, any family member, any parent is you have to be able to communicate. Today, like, oh my God, just like the drive, of course, is always amazing with my mother. We're super tight. We had the best time. Um, I love her so much. And I got to tell her about some pretty and like pretty big things that have been going on and like we dish. Um, and we listened to some great podcasts. Um, but the best part was, um, when I got to actually see Sarah and Peter, I haven't seen them in like over, it's been like a decade at least. And there's their son, their beautiful baby son. And you know what the coolest thing is? These are people who are my family, but like on the very conservative side who like, I'm honestly afraid to go see, um, it's the truth. I'm scared. And I know they have a gay aunt, but that gay aunt has not been to any family events until like the last, like the last year or two. Yeah. And to watch. Like, gay aunts are living, are living in a nice metropolitan city in an apartment, a one bedroom apartment with their, with their, with their friend who's a gym coach at the yeah. local middle school. Exactly. Like the, yeah. Like um, they're also like, and not to be on people but like I mean like they they have like a little farm like they're country folk my aunt and my uncle I'm not gonna get into because they're they've they've got some there is some problematic but you know but you know what's crazy was my cousin is has completely removed herself from that well you know what's crazy is that like a lot of times and I've seen it because you know me I have some apparently part of my family from the bayou I didn't know that. Um, but I have some very conservative, very country eyed family members. Yeah. And I also have some very old world family members. Yeah. Right? So sometimes there are family members that I haven't talked to in years. 
who grew up in a very conservative world and me being me, I always like to give people the benefit of the doubt, mm-hmm. you know, and I give you the benefit of the doubt at first. And sometimes with my family, I'll let it go on a little bit too long, mm-hmm. but I've also realized that like some of them, they're not as conservative as even they think they are. And those are the ones that I can fuck with. Like they don't, they, because they're not really conservative. It's just that they grew up in that world. And until they were given a chance to see something different. Yeah. And understand the culture. Mm-hmm. That's when they, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they see the purpose. Of, and not for nothing, like, I hate to have to say it, but if going, if being poor makes people change their minds about how they feel about certain people in certain situations, because guess what? I did it. Yeah. I went from being a spoiled brat to not to not having shit. Oh yeah. I slept on the floor of a double wide with a bunch of other people for a while. That was a mess. I had a shopping cart as my dresser as I lived on a couch in my friend's mm-hmm. house mm-hmm. for six months almost. Yeah. So like it was one of those things where I, you know, I'm I had to, it changed me. So like, if that had to happen to change other people, hell yeah. yeah At least something good. woke you up. Sorry, not sorry, but like, yeah. It, 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 like, it, it's a strengthening moment. Like it really, you, sometimes you need to suffer. Um, but yeah. And it's yeah. like, but, and just like, and whereas you can handle going on road trip with your mother. <laughs> yes. My mother won't even, my mother knows the only time to talk to me when I'm on a road trip is when I'm at a distance from her. Mm-hmm. Do not talk to me on the road. Like, and when I'm near you, do not be in the car with me. That's what I'm saying. Do not be in the car with me, mother. Me and my mother, the, the time that I've gone multiple days, multiple weeks, months without talking to my mama, a road trip was involved. Ooh. Yeah, you guys get into some stuff. And it's bad enough we already argue over who music to listen to. Oh, man. Uh, and we don't have, like, pod, the same podcast interest. So, next thing I got to do is be like, well, we just going to fight there. What's good? Oh, no. You were supposed, you, you should have been embracing the four-hour dinner and show starring and featuring Finn. Mm-hmm. But no, you wanted to, you wanted to rumble. Pay more view this year. Let's go. But I love that woman. She just maybe we can fly together. I don't know. But hey, got... sometimes there's some spaces it just does not work. I mean, I, I have a hard bomb. Don't hate me, but like, I mean, she knows. There's sometimes, like, especially late at night. Like, I just there's time days when I just I exist as a slug person. Um, like, but like. There's yeah, just, everyone's gotta have boundaries. Everyone's gotta have boundaries. Like yeah. and and especially with parents, like it's hard. A lot of parents don't understand that boundaries are important with their children. Mm-hmm. Even unfortunately. As- oh, really quick before we get into boundaries, I have one last thing oh. I wanted to say. I'm sorry, I didn't finish my thought about my cousin, and I just want to wrap that up really quick because that got left hanging. Um, the cool thing is that like when I met them, I discovered that it was really easy to communicate with them. They are really big into family. Um, 
And like, we had a great, it was so much better than I expected. I was terrified. I was honestly scared. Um, and it was amazing. We bonded immediately over true crime podcasts and Sarah's bouncing a baby on her leg. Like who's the cutest little, oh my God, I'm sorry. Sorry. I look. Ugh, I know, but I get it. Like it's, it's here's like, the thing. Oh God, I'm sorry. I and like, you know, what's funny is my mom is part of the reason why I am like, I'm always open to having a relationship with other family members. Yeah. Because like my mom is like, look, they're your family. You know, I mean, you don't, if they don't vibe with you and you don't vibe with them, you ain't gotta be in a life and they ain't gotta be in yours. Yeah. But like, but like, you know, they are family and it's cool to have, but she also understands and respects that I do have my chosen family. Mm-hmm. Yes. So like, you, but like the cool thing is too, is like knowing that they've worked hard on themselves and like, this is someone I could reconnect with if I wanted to. Um, but yeah, I still have my found family, of course. But like, I also know that like, oh my God, and this is the weird part is like, maybe mom can like be close with her sister eventually someday, because like these kids are working on her and making her into like a better person. Yeah. Like, that's the cool thing about the communication between you and your parents is that you both continue to like help nurture and grow as human beings. Yeah. And like, she already knows. She already mm-hmm. knows. I'm going to, I'm the best person in her life ever. I am the most magical person. <laughs> You've never done anything ever. wrong ever. First of all, I'm a perfect specimen. Oh my God. <laughs> so I can't even say that, but it's crazy. Like, you know what's funny? My mom, and my mom is, she always says that my brother and I are day and night. Mm-hmm. Like, we are complete opposites in every way. Yeah. He is a cishet man. I mm-hmm. exist. Yes. <laughs> like, you know, he's he's from the hood. I am not. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. my mom has a great way of like having a good report with him and with me. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because it's like you don't even see her switching when she's doing it. Oh. Hmm. She's just able to do it so naturally. But then you put other people in the same room as mm-hmm. my brother and I, and they're like, so this is how we're going to talk to you. And this is how we're going to talk to you. And I have to take a minute to figure out how to do it between you two. <laughs> we are so not, nothing about us is similar. Oh my God. That's hilarious. All you know <laughs> is that they, we both have the same mother. That yeah. is it. That's it. Polar that opposites. Like, but it, it, it's cool though. I do, I don't know. I just, I am loving who I'm seeing my mom be. Yeah. I have to agree. My mom's grown so much. I'm really proud of her. I'm loving who I'm seeing her become. Mm-hmm. And it's so awesome. Mm-hmm. I know what you mean. It's so rewarding to raise parents, isn't it? And it really is. Like, I am. I'm glad she's growing up. I'm so proud. I, I really am actually very proud of my mother. Yeah. I mean, she annoys me. She's my biggest headache. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But she's my favorite it. I know. My mom, I, she makes me worry so much. Oh, my God. See, that's the um, one thing I ain't got to worry about my mother. 
I ain't got to worry about her. Because she's going she gonna to defend herself. She's going to be fine. She's going to truth. Oh, it's not that. It's just she gets herself into trouble all the time. She'd be doing stuff that's too much for her. She's like, yeah, I'm just going to chainsaw this tree down. It's fine. And I'm like, mom. Look, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm just my gonna, mother, gonna, my like, mother. All these rocks. She, and my mom fine. fucked up her foot. She's currently, she had to have surgery on her leg last yeah. month. Oh, Lord. Why can they not be careful? It scares me. And you know what? You know what I said after what? she told me? I laughed and said, okay, good. <laughs> because now she's sitting on her ass. Not you know doing yes. shit. Yes. I that know what I think. Like, can you calm down? Can you please take care of yourself, please? Holy shit. Because she is sitting on her ass, not doing shit. Mm-hmm. But she's working remotely. Oh, that yes. is it. That yes. is great. She her. can watch. She can watch her damn old ass western. She loves herself some Bonanza. Oh, oh my God! Are you serious? Your mom watches Bonanza. My mom watches Bonanza. My mom grew up watching Bonanza. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> my mom watches. You know her favorite movie is Pippi Longstocking, like the original one. That's just creepy. <laughs> 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 no, no, you're not wrong. It's weird. As an, like watching it as an adult, I'm like, no, ma'am. I watched it as a kid and I was like, this shit's weird. And then um, she also loves fucking How to Kill a Mockingbird. Whoa. Like my mom is. My mom's deep. My mom is. There's a lot happening there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot happening there. But I'm, I'm waiting for her to like to have a little visit up here. Mm-hmm. Because when she does, I'm going to make her watch every terrible movie that she avoided watching with me when I was... I'm going to make my mother sit and watch Coma. She hates Coma. It is the most independent musical set in a small town that you can think of. It's exactly what you think it is. It yeah. is exactly what you think it is. Okay. Ugh. Okay. And it is really good in a bad way. Oh, word. Yes. And I know that's like your favorite thing. Is that, you know, you know how they say, you know, right. uh, some random gay dude will tell you this is my favorite movie and it's the worst thing you've ever seen? Yes. This is the best. I mean, that was me with fucking Repo for a long time. Same. I had a Repo phase. And we all realized it was not as good as you think it is. The no. only reason that movie launched me into my love of pop culture because I'm, and I made my mother sit there and watch it with me once. Because I see, because I remember Paris Hilton studying for that role while she was in prison. Oh, shit, really? Wow. All right, honey. That's why I, it just fucked me up. And so I made, but I want her to watch Coma. Hmm. I want to, I want to make her watch some, like, I, I do need, I need a, I need a rom-com and bonbons night with my mom. Yes, it's the best. Me and, because I'm like right now, like, and I will be moving out soon. Studio apartment. Sorry, everyone is going to find out. Like right now I'm currently living with my mother. I'm also one of other five other people who live here. They're over there. No, yeah. There's a total of six people who live here. Um, Because we're, COVID fucked us all over. And like, we're helping mom pay the bills. Like we're all in it together. Like it's, it's. It's a full house and we support each other. Um, 
the nanny hoozles but like what we watch we do watch shows and movies a lot which is so much fun i mean i told you earlier about kong and godzilla um godzilla versus kong our, our movie marathon like it's real it is really nice to be able to like sit and hang out with Nima. um yeah oh my god i'm really excited um this is just some fun fresh news for everybody um some gossip um, but Sunshine and I are going to start having a Tuesday movie night and they're going to come over here and like come hang out with me and my mom and watch movies. Yes! My sibling and like hopefully my cousin. Um, and like it's going to be really fun. Um, also Sunshine and I like it's really funny. So we both have good relationships, current adult relationships with our mothers and we talk to our mothers about each other and each of our mothers asks about the other one. Like oh Angela and I hope it's okay that I say her name I'm so sorry um has like oh my god so when I worked for SparkCon I'm not even kidding when I worked for SparkCon for like three years every year I helped a SparkCon it never rained it was always a perfect weekend it was very comfortable and temperate the year I stopped working for SparkCon it rained it was Angela Angela's magic she is a weather goddess and because she was thinking of of me this is this amazing mom um thinking of like just caring about their child's her child's like friend like best friend like did some crazy shit like every year it was no i get that my i'm the sacred i'm telling you that mom i have some friend mom like some of my friend moms i call my other mom because like they are so loving and so sweet and for me also i collect grandmas i collect a lot of grandmas Mm -hmm. i do it's part of that found family and like that's the big thing and i think something we should definitely like i really want to draw attention to too it's like my mom is not just my mom she's part of my found family yeah i love my oh sorry guys i love my dad my stepmom but it's not it's just not like that it's because it, it, it is different like i mean don't get me wrong my great-grandparents they're they were my role dogs but yeah. like, i wasn't gonna bring my great-grandparents like i mean yeah you guys met them you guys hung out with them from time to time but mm-hmm. like it was different bringing my mom around you guys mm-hmm. because if like, my mom is like oh yeah no like i fucked with y'all like it was, yes it was like that it was like that whole like my mom is more of like that She's gonna sit there and sing Carry On My Wayward Son with us, you know? Yes. Well, because your parents do become a friend. It's still different, but like it's different. It's, yeah, know. yeah, it's different with like every parent is like my grandfather. I know that like my grandfather is cool and shit, but like there are certain members of my chosen family. Like, I mean, don't be don't get me wrong. I'll be talking to my grandfather about y'all bitches all the time. Yeah. But there are some bitches in the in the family that like I'd be like looking at my grandfather like no nah, I ain't bringing you around there. Although everybody be trying to say like they want to marry my granddaddy. Ooh. And I need people to stop. Who's saying that? Too many. Too many. Who? Who? I got who? some friends. I got some friends who be finding out about grandpa. His friends. And then they'd be like, oh, let me become what? your step grandparent. And I'm like, I don't need that. I mean, he's a fascinating, like, gentleman, and, like, I love talking to him, but, like, what? <laughs> like, don't, like... Don't, and, and don't tell him he's fascinating. Please don't. 
Please don't tell him this in person. For oh, me. but he's got great for stories. Me. For <laughs> me. For me. Because then, like, all of, no, all of my family, my mother, my aunt, my cousins, we'll all sit there and be like, you just complimented this man. You just opened <laughs> up a can of wine for yourself. And while we love this man, we already know what is going to happen here. <laughs> We're going to have to go. One of us is going to step out. One yeah. of us is going to go smoke a blunt. One, by ourselves, a full blunt. I wonder who this is going to be. Uh, one of us is going to drink a full bottle of wine by themselves. All right. One and of, you're one just of gonna, you. And by the time we are done, he will still be halfway through telling you one of his stories. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> See, I love that shit. I'm a monster. I love stories. Like, I'm here for it. I'm like, tell me a legend. I, I, man, and I will sit there and the whole time you're outside doing it because you've heard these stories. See, I'm just incredibly curious. And, and I, I love look, stories. There is still one story that one day I need him to tell the world. I want grandpa on here one day so he can tell this story so I can't keep it a secret. But because it is good, I just want y'all to know my grandpa. When y'all think that I got hoes, okay, yeah. I, I, I ain't got nothing compared to what grandpa had. Oh, okay. he did tell me like the last time I was like, oh my God, his stories are amazing. I can't help it. But like he did, like he was talking about how he has some people in like, between grandpa, between grandpa and Poppy, I know why my mother turned out the way she did. Wylan. Because she thought like my my uh, Poppy, Poppy was married like I forgot how many times. Mm-hmm. Like that's how many times he got married. <laughs> but like him and my grandmother like the way they the way they were my mom saw him with my grandmother and was like look that's how i'm gonna treat my woman hey or my man my bad i mean if my mom randomly comes out and says she on some gay shit i'd be happy right because dating men is the ghetto <laughs> i need my mom to elevate yeah, you know, being being heterosexual like that's a great phase. Come out, baby, it's cool. That's my a great mom, phase. My mom has a hard time with dating. She's actually really happy on her own. You know what? And I really do think that there are a lot of people who are better off single. Mm-hmm. She's like she's thriving. She's amazing. And don't need uh-huh. no don't need nobody holding her back. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Um. Yeah. Mm. oh one thing i do to kind of kind of just real quick like to some summation you got to talk about it but you cannot have a relationship with someone who doesn't talk about it with you that doesn't make them a bad person sometimes people are just not at the same place as you are and they're not ready to talk about it and you do need to be able to give people that space granted there's also people who you do need to cut out of your life and fucking do it look not for nothing no judgment like not for nothing my mother knows that because I talked to my mother about our relationship Mm -hmm. and I told my mother yes you're my mother but your place in your life and my life is it is your place in my life determines on how you are mm-hmm. because if you are doing things that are unhealthy for me and my sanity and my happiness and 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 you know my well-being i ain't gotta fuck with you yeah 
but I'm gonna love you. But you know, I just I ain't gotta fuck with you if I know. And it's but it, but it's the thing, you know, because I still love her and I'm there for her. And not for nothing, her going to therapy has been the best thing for our relationship. Yes. Send your mother to therapy if you can afford it. Yes, give your mama some therapy. She's been through a lot. She had to raise you. So give that. Oh one no, sure. Look, you know, she got that's the one thing she got away with not having to do. And I'm talking about mothers in general, and I'm talking about the. Oh yeah, no. Even even if she did raise you, even talking if she about did about everybody. Raise you, well, who, who it is that is your mom? So like like who it is, even if it's like your great grandparents, or even if it's like your uncle, even if it's like like your person who is your mom, who is just like always in your corner, loves you, takes care of you. If, look, matter of fact, all these little baby gays that I'll be adopting, one of them is going to end up sending me to therapy one day. Yes. It's like, even if it's like your, your, your chosen, like your, your mommy, like what, whoever, like, like whoever took you in and loved you at whatever stage of your life, whatever stage, like your mama. And I'm going to drive all of y'all bitches to therapy. That's what I'm talking about. And you gotta oh. talk to your mama. You gotta love your mama. You gotta call her out, and you gotta listen when she calls you out. Feelings are facts. Everything is happening. Again, I am perfect. So what's she calling me out for? I'm magnificent. Eve, I love you. <laughs> don't make me. Don't. I. I can't. Like, don't do this. <laughs> don't do this. I really. I love you. Oh, I love my, you so God. Much. oh my God. Oh my God. My mother. My mother. My poor mother. Thank you so mother. much. Anyway, so now we've come to a portion of the show mm-hmm. where I have to ask you a very important question. Oh, goodness. This question is not life or death. Yes, okay? it is. It's like the whole it thing is. of the show. It's not, it's, it's not life or death in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, it is my shtick, my mm-hmm. shtick, but uh, it is not life or death. For okay. You in the long run. Right? Okay. Let me get situated. Sorry, that audio is probably awful. <laughs> okay. So, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. So the question for you today, Carbo, is mm-hmm. why are you canceled this week? So you're gonna hate me because uh it's not light and fluffy, but I'm gonna Did you did you did you end up kissing somebody in a therapy in a in a, in a cemetery as well or no i mean like who hasn't like who cares that was apparently in this in this family not many people have or haven't are you sure about that apparently according to this family everybody in in graveyards especially that graveyard graveyard. (laughs) very romantic spot anywho that's the reason i'm canceled um Actually, I was canceled by a member of my family, and um, my cousin canceled me this week. Um, we were really good friends, and we're not speaking right now, which sucks. I did do something, um, and I admit it. I I did do something that really upset them and hurt them. Um, unfortunately, I don't know what it is. I did try to talk to her, but she's not at a place where she can communicate yet. Did you, was it through text or was it in person? In person. Oh, so you can't, because I'll be using my text message to backtrack where I fucked up. Mm-hmm. Well, we live together. We live in the same house. Oh, yeah. And even me asking about it, um, 
was upsetting for her. And I had to realize that like, I love her. I care about her. This sucks, but she needs space. Yeah. So I'm, I'm respecting it. And I am, I am canceled. I have been canceled. I respect it. I will sit in my canceledness happily and contentedly. I will be here with love and open arms, um, ready to talk about the issue, ready to change, ready to do the work. Um, and the- that's what we're here for. Because when we're talking about getting canceled, when people get canceled, it's not about, oh, you're done forever. It's just that, hey, you got a lesson to learn from, you learn learning from it. I'm learning and you're learning and we're at different places. And like what you, you made it very clear what you need. You laid down a boundary. I'm, res- I'm going to respect that boundary. Yeah. So like, I'm, I'm here so for I'm, this. I am canceled. I'm, I'm here for this. I mean, I, I was, as I said before, I was hoping you would come in here with something lighthearted and laughter, but you know <laughs> what? I'm with this because you came through and you said, Hey, look, this is where I'm at. This is what's going down. And I'm going to, I'm doing, I'm getting better at being better. Yeah. Because that's what we are here to do. We are here to be better at being better. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm really also, I don't know, you know, sometimes I'm talking to the microphone. Mm-hmm. Like I'm talking to the people. All like 105 of you. <gasps> There's 100 people? I love you. I broke 100 people. I oh. broke 100, I broke 100 strings in yes. one week. In one week. Oh my God. God, congratulations. Oh my God, I'm on this. Oh my God, it's such an honor to be here. Hi, everyone. I love you. Hi, thank you. Very special people and beautiful and marvelous. And I mean, I listen every, I'm getting better at listening, but I do listen. I just binged it recently and it is the best. Um, I, all the guests are so cool. I can't wait to see what's next. Oh my God. Hi, everyone. I love you. Hi. <laughs> and Don't you know some you. of the guests personally. It's just fast. I'm the soft. I love you. Okay, bye. But it's like, I don't know. I'll be looking. I'll be talking to the to the to the microphone like I'm talking to the camera. Like, okay, listen, all 105 of you, we are doing better. We are going to be better. This ain't no. This I'm not here to do nobody self help bullshit. I am nobody guru or guide. But I'm gonna tell you this. Make me proud. I want to try to be the best toes you can be. Mm-hmm. Be the best uh, friend you can be. Mm-hmm. And be the best person to yourself that you can be. Yes. Because who is the most important person in your life? It's you. Exactly. It's you. You gotta take care of yourself. Because you, like you can't help or take care of anyone else unless you're taking care of your own shit. That's it. That is it. And I mean that in a way of like I don't mean in a Mitch McConnell kind of way. I mean. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't ready. (laughs) <laughs> okay <laughs> i meant it in a once you are able to really help yourself and know that you are still the most important person in your life you still got to be able to help other people yes but to an extent don't just be giving out everything and not getting yes loving yourself also i think involves loving the community i think that's also really because important. we gotta we gotta love the people that not only took care of us but take care of us like we live in here and that's it's the same pro like 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 ideas like with your you like you live in here like yeah. you're in it you are in this meat suit you're this little soggy lump up in this weird like calcium deposit house and like you in it this you this whole you but your community is this 
same way. Like you need it to survive. You need yep. it. it's, like, it's like the it's like the girl with the green scarf. Yes, I don't know the reference, but yes. So the girl with the green scarf. Okay, we're gonna close out with me telling you a story. Is so it just... the one with the head that comes off? Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know the story. So if you we if if you separate yourself from your community, you're separating oh. yourself from your green scarf. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean being social. I, that's also a key thing because like my introverts like out there, honey, hold up. Like, but like, you can also like, my mother's an introvert. She does her research like a motherfucker. Yeah. Be out there, like, right, like, like do what you need to do for you that's right by you to help your community. Yeah. If that means like writing some letters, if that means like doing a bunch of research, if that means like starting a podcast, like about something that you care about, then like- I really have no idea little, what this podcast is. I really little or mu- no as idea. much as you need to. I have yes. no idea what this podcast is. I am not an introvert. We all know this. So oh, I yeah, have- you're an extrovert. I'm I am, I am the extrovert that be kidnapping y'all. Yes, I, I'm. I'm pretty. I can be extroverted. I have a little bit of an introvert. I. I be sliding your DMs. You saw the way I slid into your DM. That's yeah. how I be sliding to everybody DMs. The bitch would be out here like, I don't know. I'm not camera ready. I'm like, baby, it's okay. You have a perfect face for radio. Then- <laughs> Excuse you. <laughs> Excuse you. And then after I do that, when they get insulted, it's like it, I, 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 I get y'all. I get y'all like straight men think flirting with women work. Mm-hmm. I undercut you and insult you, and then I, then I slide right in and make you feel good right after. But I love you and I love your story and I think you're wonderful. So yeah, tell but- me your story, and then you go to my podcast. Bitch. You I- didn't do that with me though. I did. Yeah. You were very gentle. You slid in and was like, well, also it was overjoyed to be invited. Like, I think I was, I literally, the first thing I said was finally. <laughs> <laughs> finally, I am here, bitch. I am in this spot. I am in yeah, this beat spot. you to it. I was like, oh, it's about damn time. <laughs> All right, speaking of time, we do got to go. Oh, yeah. So, so I do want to, we've been here for a minute. So I do want to thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. It was amazing. Oh, it's such a huge honor. It was so fun having you here. I love I always love our talks. I love you. I enjoy you. Um, I do want people to know that Carbo does have an Instagram if you want to buy their art. Yeah, hit me up. Um, at, at Carbo underscore creations, right? Yes. Okay. At Carbo underscore creations. And um, please, please, please buy my friend's art. And uh, you can also buy, um, actually a couple of my pieces are for sale right now at Lucky Tree, uh, which is a cafe in Raleigh, right across the street from Meredith. So if anybody be out there in Raleigh, want to see some of my shit, there's a little bit left at Lucky Tree. Um, one of my eyes is still there. Uh, and some of my space art. So if you want to check it out, swing by, pick up a latte. The place is delicious and they've got amazing live music and uh, lots of amazing. You know, you know, so. you know me. I miss I miss Cup of Joe. That was my cafe in Raleigh. Yeah, but it was like I loved Cup of Joe too, specifically the old like the bigger one off of um off of Hillsboro. But like, ooh. 
I just want a grande Kong. Please are treated, and the coffee is not even that good. I just want a grande Kong to go. Mm -hmm. That was it. And I always said it to go. Yeah. I just like to sit there and like not talk to people, but be around people. Exactly. Not there. Don't talk to me. I don't like y'all. I'm clearly wearing headphones. Why are you trying to talk to me? It's a weird space, but there's something about it that I really enjoyed. I don't know what it was. Yeah. Also, while you're perusing the Instagram to buy my friend's art, my Instagram for this podcast right here is at Finn is canceled. That's right. I'm finally learning. I'm learning how to plug the podcast yes. in other ways. So at Finn is canceled on Instagram, I be posting shit. I want to get better at posting shit and follow me. Um, let bitches know what you think of this shit. Yes. I'm trying to be a better podcast host, um, but actually I just be talking. Um, I'm also still very high. I smoke the rest of the blunt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and now I'm going to say thank you for listening. Um, it is not 10 o'clock, but do you know where your kids are? Because fuck them kids. <laughs> <laughs> I really should tonight. It's Friday. It's Friday. I'm having the time of my life. After all that, fuck them kids. <laughs> fuck them kids. All right. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. Happy Mother's Day, Mom. I love you. I love you. I mean, I'm going to fight you, but I love you. I'm really angry. <laughs>